Welcome to AE Double Back for December 2nd, 2020. This show has got everything. My goodness. Just it's got my wallet. (laughs) Oh gosh. I told you. I told you when AEW comes around, just just (laughs) put it put it in your front pocket. Zip your pocket. I can't it feels feels awkward to walk like that. I know everyone knows to look for the back pocket, but uh Uh, yeah, this is this is a fantastic week. Yeah, it was stacked sort of deliberately because uh, they had kind of a dip in ratings last year around this time. Mm. So we're like, let's just kind of like punch this thing through and I'll be interested to see the numbers tomorrow because, um, boy, I mean, they, they had delivered. a lot happening last week. I watched even though we were on our holiday break, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, happy <laughs> yes, Thanksgiving that's to what all it was. Y'all. Holiday break. I, I have to say happy Thanksgiving to Doug Johnson. Yeah, yes. Doug Johnson. Because I know that person. If you are not Doug Johnson and you watch, you can always tweet at us and let us know. But from here on out, I am to assume I'm speaking only to <laughs> Doug Johnson uh, or child of Doug Johnson. Is that the, that thing where like uh, <laughs> like a performer like uh, like Mariah Carey singles out like one person in the audience and just like mm, sings right to them? Uh, I'm sure somebody does. I heard about, I heard about that. I'm sure that's like a stage Doug, thing, right? Doug, Doug Johnson, yeah. tell us what you want and we will try to give it to you. Uh, yeah, it's man. all for you. It's, <laughs> all, it's all for Seems- you. It's, it's all for you, Doug Johnson. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> What's on your Christmas list? I can't get you anything, but I don't know. Depends on hey. what it is. <laughs> you want my Japanese milk bread recipe? I got you, Doug Johnson. Hey. Just let me know. <laughs> Yum. Uh, so yeah, last week was pretty spectacular, uh, but it was also stacking it up for this coming week, like pushing a lot of things, a lot of storylines, mm. uh, some hilarious things, some awesome things happening. So this week uh, really delivered. First of all, it's titled Winter is Coming. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. Who doesn't love that? I still miss Game of Thrones. I'm still <laughs> sad at how it ended. Honestly, um, <laughs> when um, the big uh, reveal came and the you know lights went out and everything, I was like, yeah. oh, man, did they get the guy who played the Night King? I'd be <laughs> so into that. That would have been cool. <laughs> I, that would have been cool, man. I, see, I, I, maybe the more organic get would be the mountain or, or something like that. Or like the guy, sure. the redheaded guy. The, the redheaded um, guy. <laughs> He you was know from the uh, north Jimmy Olsen like, mm. sure no, no the, 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 the oh. problem with that 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 show had three of every visual type so like at, at a minimum so it's really tough well, to say this was now I'm forgetting the name of the group of people that lived north of the wall <laughs> and he was Maybe one it's... of those guys and he the was wild, always wild, into wild Brienne Tarth. The, right. yeah, he's one of the uh, wildlings Wildlings. Tormund yeah, yeah, yeah. is the guy you're thinking of. There he is. Okay. Tormund the, the, the toughest. Bane. The toughest name I ever Real heard. Real big dude. So scary sounding. No. And he was like always wanting to get with Brienne. Yeah. Who wasn't? Yeah. I mean. I mean. Jamie yeah. Lannister wasn't. But okay. So. Well. <laughs> Winter is coming. Winter, Winter is here. Uh, so we start with a battle royale. A diamond battle royale, which I'm, yeah, it, it's weird how many non-belt championships, air quote championships they have. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, win this ring or win this cup um, <laughs> uh, or, you know, like some other thing that you can't really. No. Um, I guess this, the FTW belt sort of falls into that category. Is this the what, ring what, what, that MJF normally has? Is this what he punches people I, with? This, yeah, he won so. last year, didn't he? He only he only has the one ring that I know of, I right? I don't remember where it came from. Is that where it came he, from? Well, That's he, what I was he, wondering. He he won, you know, like forever ago. They yeah. had some kind of essentially inconsequential, like this is a tournament to win a ring that isn't a title oh. ring. It's just a ring, uh, and then it just became a permanent fixture. Yeah, he so he like, it, a, like it 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 has no power, it has no meaning, it has no status. It's just a ring and he has a it and, and he wears it. 
Like he, this, I, no, this is like a this is like a plus three ring of punching. It's <laughs> like a magical yeah. item that you use to to win matches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it's a it is a ring Quip pop. Ring. It's a it's a del- <laughs> it's a delicious cherry ring pop. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's always funny to see these types of matches where like just everyone's in the ring, like nothing yeah. looks right. There's no spacing it out. You can't really see what the fuck's happening until almost everyone's gone. It, it's yeah. it's a truly it, it's a lot like a certain point in like one's like swimming lessons, uh, where you know like it's like at some point if you're reluctant you could you could get like hurled in, and and so for <laughs> for a few. Wait. These are your moments. swimming lessons, Caller. <laughs> These are specifically your swimming lessons. Wait, like, Where at like, one point didn't the we teacher's all like, get... get the fuck in the water think, and push you in. I think everyone got taught how to swim by a would-be assassin. <laughs> He's like, you know how like you have to get tossed in because you know you're like reluctant yeah. to do any of it. I don't you know. I don't. You know how, how, how thirty five a... year olds routinely kick four year olds into pools, right? I, that happens to everybody, right? You know, and then what? you like kick and paddle, whatever. Yeah. What I know is that no kid ever wanted to get in the water. Oh and... my god, that's so not true. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's god. weird, man. <laughs> this oh, is, that's funny. This is a, this is a hundred percent true. The water was cold. <laughs> Why Where were you learning in a lake? <laughs> it was like the water was too cold. Uh, okay. Uh, but the point, the point being Possibly. that. The the like the experience of these like show opening big matches that they sometimes do is is disorienting and you're you're sort of like flailing around and 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 choking on water until you have any sense of what's going on, which is, I think, at the point that Teresa was figuring it out as well. Um, I just want to jump in and say that possibly my favorite thing about podcasting is when a host uh inadvertently reveals something about their uh, uh upbringing <laughs> that they think is totally normal and the response from everybody else is like what is happening what happened to you and you're like what did it no like everybody that happens to what, what why are you looking at me like that it is totally normal to be apprehensive about getting in the water Okay, look, someone being timid when it first starts. I mean, I don't know. I fucking loved it. I jumped in right away. I was I learned at a YMCA. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the Battle Royal or swimming. (laughs) Now that I know it's swimming, continue. Yeah, Uh, I fucking loved it. So I don't know. Uh, the kids you were swimming with. Some, Some kind of fancy in indoor heated pool, I'm sure. I mean, it was a YMCA. Uh, I don't know. I learned in uh, uh, Central California, where it's very hot, and I wasn't a fan of swimming. But the teacher gave popsicles at the end of every lesson. So Ooh. you know what? I fucking learned. I fucking learned. We had these little bubble things that belted on. <laughs> they weren't water wings. They were just these little bubbles on your, that, like, were on your back. Um, but back like bubbles. Yeah, back bubbles, were like, we know. Yeah, back bubbles, whatever. And they were someone it looks like someone made them or something because they all had different um textile like design on them. And it was like the best thing to pick a different one out every day. Not none. I don't remember how many times I went. Probably just once a week, but it felt like all the time. Non-sanctioned crocheted <laughs> back bubbles off of an Etsy store. Because that's how yes, old I back. am. I'm only like, what is that? Ten years old? Six. Fifteen years old? <laughs> um, anyway, battle royale. I yeah, have a lot yeah. of fun with these. I think AEW does an especially good job with them because uh, they sort of continue stories along during them and give give yeah. them enough room to breathe. And I uh, yeah, we could see uh, Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky go at it, you know that sort of thing. And um. And uh, yeah, I got I got genuinely uh, excited when, near the end of this thing. I was like, "Who's going to win this?" 
Yeah, it was fucking great. Moreau basically was dominating. And MJF and Sammy were hiding in the corner behind Wardlow, who just stood there protecting them hysterical (laughs) i Uh, like i i like the the inner circle strategy was was like apart from miro's energy like my was my favorite thing because it wasn't just that there was like a little three-man like fortress redoubt in one corner but then they would sort of move as a unit like from one spot to another (laughs) when it got too when Mm -hmm. it got too hot it it was almost like a cartoon thing where you you know you hear the the, like that weird noise and and you see their feet like sort of wiggling in place as they shuffle across (laughs) it was like it was it was like that cartoon level was almost as good as aj styles and his little three stooges routine that he does with his guys (laughs) which i fucking adore um It was pretty good. And then there was like moments with Moreau and Wardlow because they're fairly match each other as far as size. And so that was cool. Yeah, they're um, big chunks. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, big, uh, big, beefy men. But then they, you know, Sammy and MJF were like holding him back so that Wardlow was beating the shit out of him. Then it looked like, well, then Moreau got thrown out. And it looked like it was just MJF and Wardlow, but then you forget Orange Cassidy hadn't actually been disqualified. So they had Wardlow had to bring Orange Cassidy back in. And then um, through some really interesting turn of events, Wardlow gets thrown out, which it looked like MJF (laughs) did it. But I honestly couldn't remember if it was Orange Cassidy and then MJF helped. But anyways, Wardlow got disqualified. And and, and not only was uh, Orange Cassidy like not disqualified when everyone thought he was, but Eddie Kingston still has not been eliminated. He's still active <laughs> as we speak. He's just running around the building. <laughs> um, I, I, I honestly uh, got my hopes up for Jungle Boy because he was right there at the end. I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Are they going to? Uh, but, you know, like, I mean, that's what he's there for. He's there for yeah. so that no matter what, you're like, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. They really, the uh, they certainly have not really prepped for it. So, yeah, yeah he always yeah. sort of does see, have that feeling like it somehow, somehow could. I thought yeah. Miro might actually win. I thought they were going to do that to sort of prop him up. Although he doesn't need propping up. Everybody seems to like him anyway, uh, but. Yeah, and like losing a battle royal, uh, you don't you don't lose any heat from that, you know. So it's it's fine yeah. for him to go down. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, just so fun really all just, across the board. Now it's MJF and Orange, and they'll be wrestling next week, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, that that's up. really a that's really a perfect uh, Orange Cassidy match. Like I yeah. think, like uh, like mm-hmm. like uh, it goes without saying that MJF will be will be like ripe for irritation. Yeah. yeah, it's a great way to get them matched up again without having to start some weird beef because it's not like the beef ever went away between the two of them, but like other storylines took precedent. Um, so it's interesting that they it's just a, a, a cool way to get them matched up again because they are good together. Yeah, agreed. Uh, thumbs up all around. Yeah, absolutely. Kazarian versus Jericho. Uh, the match for we've this all, one. all been clamoring for. No love lost. This is a great freaking match. Yeah. Great match. Um, I don't even know what, what all to say about it because the end is what really got interesting. Uh, yeah, but, Kazarian but, but, and Jericho, like they're both veterans, and they, they put on a good match. It's very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But the meat of it is in the, at the end there. You watch it for the end, which is where issues <laughs> with Sammy and MJF mm-hmm. come up uh, because Kazarian was doing the Walls of Jericho on Jericho. And so there was like, well, should we throw in MJF was all <laughs> throw in the towel? And, and it's like, and, who the fuck? No. And, and, and that's that's wonderful because it's this like like reference back to such an early AEW match now like what feels like the 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 Stone Age 
uh when mjf was still like on like face with uh with uh cody uh yeah so like it like that like that instantly like brought joy to me like of uh of mjf again holding a towel and being like should i fuck someone over should i do it and like yeah do it do it do it (laughs) uh so that was that was that the yeah like there were there was a lot of excellent stuff at the end and this is definitely where they've been going and now that it's ratcheting up it's getting pretty enjoyable yeah. yeah, because it, you know, we got the issues with MJF and Sammy flaring up here. We have the issues with Wardlow and Jake swelling up here. And Jericho was sick of it. And he's like, look, you guys figure your shit out. Next week, there's an ultimatum. Either you guys figure out how to work together or Inner Circle is disbanded forever. <laughs> Cannot fucking wait oh, to see that. Thumbs up. That's exciting. In That's the same exciting. way that I, uh, every time I, I go to a Moxie probe, I'm like, I don't want to like this, but uh, it's just good. Uh, when Jericho does the sort of ham fisted thing of like, we're going to have an event, and that event will be, you know, fill in the blank, and it's happening next week, uh, they, they can get real silly. Like, and, uh, like, does uh mjf enter the inner circle like that was a silly thing and like a town meeting it was just ridiculous (laughs) and it just feels very hokey and gimmicky in a very you know as if um vince mcmahon came down from wwe and started you know just like they gave him one segment to uh uh write himself in a wwe style um and it's it just feels like out of place on the one hand but also like that's kind of what AEW does. It's like you want a little of this, you want a little of this, you want a little of this, and so like that's that's basically about as much as I want in a given week. Is just you know just a little bit of Jericho saying like, "All right, we're gonna have a you know a t-shirt bonanza next week <laughs> or whoa, whatever." Whoa, whoa, hold um, on, hold on. Let's talk about this. No, no, no. You don't want to know about the t-shirt bonanza. That's uh, that's some real nasty CZW shit. Don't worry about it. Ooh. Uh, but- <laughs> I don't think either of you know what CZW is. But, I don't, but uh, my imagination is going crazy right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this ultimatum thing is is silly and dumb, and I hate it. But also, like, I kind of like it. So thumbs up. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I like what what's I. It definitely is like sort of goofy when. And especially the way, like they're they're all trained to make sure they get out the copy of the the next pay per view or or whatever verbatim. Like so, that, and that's why next Tuesday on on day two of uh, the Bash at the Beach, this is going to happen. Uh, and you know they they're saying this through this prism of 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 anger or or whatever, but like. It, man, it doesn't matter how blood uh, blood feud angry he is at you. He's gonna he's gonna like land every syllable of the you know what's on the uh, brochures. Yeah, because yeah, he's a goddamn professional. Is why. <laughs> yes. uh, sidebar: um, I finally looked up because I never understood um, why Brian Cage's uh, uh, Twitter handle is Mister GMSI. Um, and it turns out it's uh, Mr. Get My Shit In, mm. which is a kind of wrestling term for, you know, like, um, you know, when you're in a match and, you know, you, you get all your big moves in. So at least, you know, if you're even if you lose, you don't uh, um, lose that much heat. So, like, that's that's his name. He's Mr. Get My Shit In. Uh, and that cool. you, you talking about uh, uh, Jericho getting all the stuff and reminding me about that. And maybe it's actually mm-hmm. about his uh, his fiber needs. That's gonna uh, that would shit be getting out. my shit. Out. Thank you. <laughs> well, Thank no, it's you. about get, it's you're getting it out, but you're getting that in. You know, if you if you know what I'm saying. No, I don't, and I refuse to ignore you're get, it anymore. You're, you're getting on. it in. You're getting it into your schedule. Is what I'm saying. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, you're you're squeezing in, squeezing it out. Oh. Mm. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, that's for you, Doug Johnson. All right, <laughs> so <laughs> that Doug Johnson. We like Doug Johnson. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm you know, proud I'm to make that, that my offering that to Doug Johnson. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, if he's if he's listening after the the shit podcast, the one where we spent two hours talking about shit, then <laughs> then that well, joke really was just for him. We're well on our way tonight. Because he's probably the only one left mm. now. I'm just kidding. We've cornered the scat market. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we've got a Young Bucks interview uh, where we get to meet Bowens and Caster, also known as the Acclaimed. These guys have signed to the roster. I don't know if they've done anything else yet. I haven't seen them. So I was really excited to see them. And they basically are making fun of the Young Bucks book. And they're like, hey, man, blah, blah. They're like, oh, you want to, I don't know, like just they're talking shit to each other. And then two guys come and attack the Young Bucks. I wasn't sure who they are, but are they the hype? Two or the hyper two, the hybrid, uh, hybrid two, two. <laughs> yes, Jack hybrid Evans and Angelico. Okay, yeah. uh, it wasn't until later that I realized that might be who they were. <laughs> I'm thumbs upping this Ooh, only yeah. because of the newer people involved. Okay, frankly, yeah. the Young Bucks, whatever. I just liked that it was more of a vehicle for these other people. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I am a fan of uh, Angelico and Evans. I don't want to call them the hybrid two because I think the name's still dumb, but I like them a lot and I'm very excited to see them uh, get a push here. I don't know the acclaim, never heard of, never seen them. They, I, they have a, a good presence, although the their gimmick, and I hope that's this kind of a one off situation, sounded like John Cena from like 2003, and mm-hmm. I was not on board for it. Just like, just just the sort of rhymy, you know, uh <laughs> real basic Euro Euro butthead and um not not right. a fan, but uh I'm I'm perfectly willing to see where these guys go. However, whole thing, uh Young Bucks also not, generally not the greatest promos, but when uh um uh I believe it was Matt said uh hey Marvez, you remember when he super kicked you right in the face? <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. Instant thumbs pretty, up for me, no question. <laughs> I like the whole, never... uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> the whole rest of the thing could have just eaten shit. The entire segment, I was still giving it a thumbs up for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was, it was pretty good. And it, incidentally, I I clocked the acclaimed at a dizzying three rhymes per minute. So I I think Ooh. you should <laughs> give up some respect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you thumb this up, uh, Calder? Uh, yeah, it's a thumbs up for me. I, 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 okay. I, I really, enjoy, I like these, uh, these new looking, these new guys. And I also, whenever like, uh, like, uh, Shivani or, or Marvez is made uncomfortable by an interview subject, that's always welcome. <laughs> All right. Now we have, uh, the, uh, Match between Dr. Britt Baker and Layla Hirsch. Layla Legit Hirsch Layla is Hirsch. huge, huge, like muscle bound. Tiny. The... I mean, she's short, but like she's fucking like packed with muscle. The lady John Silver. When Layla Hirsch came out uh, of the entrance, I was like, oh my God, she's huge. And then <laughs> when she stood next to Britt, I'm like, Oh my God, she's small, but still huge. And then yeah. I went looking up uh, to see like how tall's uh, Layla Hirsch, and like the first uh, Google suggestion is Layla Hirsch height, uh, which was actually surprisingly difficult to find until I think Jr. said it like on on air. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool, four eleven. That's uh, cool. She's she's a badass, and I'm, yeah, I want to see more yeah, of that. Man. Like. Gravity is her friend in this situation. <laughs> yeah. And she can like take people by surprise because she will overpower your legs 100% of the time. This is a fantastic match. Um, which, by the way, the crowd kept, chant- kept chanting right at the beginning of the match. USA, like old school WWF matches. <laughs> and I was like, uh, she's not Russian. She's an Amer- she. 
No, I think like, they were, were they were chanting at eight years old. I think they were, they were chanting. So she's American. Too, they were chanting too legit, weren't they? I because, well, like, at the her, top of the match, I heard USA. I felt I like uh, I think her nickname is Legit Layla Hirsch, and I think the crowd was was chanting too legit. Like that was what I heard at the at the top. Well, I hope so because I don't like those like weird nationalistic chants, especially when they're just mistaken. Yeah, and everyone's American. I've, it's like I feel like I don't remember. Honestly, I heard blame it on the bossa nova, so I'm oh, probably okay. completely in the wrong here. If it was a USA chant, I feel like the AEW audience is smart enough that it was sort of like a a funny, you know, send up of, you know, the old um, 80s jingoistic chants, but could be wrong. Could be wrong. Well, no way to tell. Brit had had a, she had like a, a thing right at the top, like leading into the Little match problem. where she's like, I'm going to yeah. send that Russian back to wherever she came from or something like this. And she's not even fucking Russian. She's straight up American. But, um, yeah, she was born in another country, but anyways, so she could be a sleeper agent. We don't know. Oh, that's one of those it's like happened. weird comments that Probably. I thought, okay, she's Russian, and then when they said the announcer specifically said she was adopted at eight years old and has been living in such and such place ever since with the family, da da da, and she's fantastic. I was like, oh, they clearly are like refuting whatever it is that Britt Baker just said. You know, right. she's not Russian. I mean, well, not yet. I mean. Uh, not yet. I, I think uh, there have been plenty of movies that will attest to the fact that by eight years old, all Russian women have already had extensive assassin and sex worker training so that they can oh, spy God. for Mother Russia. Um, I, you know, you go to go to your Red Sparrows, your Black Widows, your uh, uh, Salts. What else you got there? <laughs> I, there's, there's I, I, well, I'm trying to remember my salt uh, viewing experience, and not, not a <laughs> lot is coming back to me. Atomic Blonde? Can we uh, go there? I, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a thing that I I used to be a fan of those movies, and then there was just one too many where I was like, wait a minute. Why is every Russian woman learning how to uh, uh, pleasure slash murder a man with their vagina like by age 10 that can't be that regular an occurrence that there are at least a dozen movies with exactly this premise and then i was like okay i'm done <laughs> yeah it, it's um well i'll leave my thoughts for another podcast Ooh. <laughs> i don't want to go another... down that rabbit hole Another Wait, episode of pl- this podcast, or do you have a separate podcast where you talk mm. <laughs> shit about like all the Trace's misogyny? Rants. You don't have to listen because it's going to be three hours long. It's gonna. It's, it's, it's OnlyFans. <laughs> I have. I have no it's listeners. OnlyFans, but instead of like sexy stuff, it's just like just incense <laughs> political commentary. I haven't made I any would, money on it. I would yet. pay for that. <laughs> well, you know, stay at it. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> um, well, at the end of this match, which was fucking fantastic, Hirsch yep. really is amazing. Oh, uh, are Hirsch you saying the... that you liked a Britt Baker match? Ooh. I'm saying I liked a Hirsch match, a later <clears throat> Hirsch uh, match. We like if, if we get Hirsch up against uh, like Evelise or Diamante or some of them, that would be pretty cool. You know? Yeah. So then at the end of this, Thunder Rosa, so Britt Baker wins, but Thunder Rosa comes in and attacks Britt Baker. Fucking phenomenal. So they're attacking oh, each other. Um, that, that And then they were getting separated by the refs, but then they kept coming at each other. And I mean, full on, full fucking on. It was as good as the match. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, thumbs up. Yeah. If they were separate thumbs, I'd give him two thumbs up. But <laughs> I think it's all just one segment. So it's one thumb up. Yeah. Yeah, just I mean, get one the big one, thumb. and I am also thumbing it up. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, great. Yeah, very, very, very welcome. It was great stuff. We've got a fucking excellent. I'm saying the f word a lot. I'm wow. Just letting you know, <laughs> in case you didn't hear any of what I've said. Save it for the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So fucking Trump and his legal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Team Taz had a fucking excellent promo leading into their match. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's a separate thumb, but or if it all goes into the match. Yeah, um, I think we all put it, put it all together. Okay. So it was just phenomenal because it's now the new package of them with Hobbs and ugh. So good. Powerhouse. Starks, oh, powerhouse. Starks like being the mouthpiece of these two like giant men. I mean, it looks so yeah. fucking good. And Hobbs and, last yeah. week, Teresa, like like uh, like the way oh, he yeah. the way he's playing heel is very exciting because yeah. and I, I think it's like Chan, something you were talking about with like the aspects of somebody's character really emerging as a heel and not as a, mm-hmm. a face because like you're seeing like some some bits and pieces of Hobbs that weren't weren't so obvious alongside his obvious physical attributes but like we're definitely going to get a nice run of that now and that's super yeah. cool it's way yeah. more interesting yeah. Well, so here was my issue at the top. So Darby Allen has the TNT belt, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some fucking reason, he's still second billing to Cody. What the fuck? Uh, isn't that the that whole is, point of getting the belt is you get top billing? What the fuck? That is bullshit. But also, Cody kind of owns the company, so... Mm. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> then you know what? Then now I'm turning into whoever it was that used to call nepotism on Cody. And I don't remember who that was now. Was that MJF? <laughs> I think it was MJF. Yeah, uh, it was during his little, like, been, I'm running been. for president thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. Uh, I think we all yeah. knew that you would become the MJF of this podcast eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's I probably mean, about right. I mean, if any of us were, it was sure. going to be me. Um. But only because I like to have a giant silent man follow me around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a fantastic match. I mean, how yeah. could it not be, right? Hobbs yeah. is tossing everyone around. Especially uh, Alan, because he's such a big, beefy dude. And he can uh, he just looks like he's murdering um, uh, Darby. Did you say Alan? so great. Oh. Yeah, Alan. Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. You mean, you said especially Alan. Did you mean? Yeah, especially. Oh, oh, I mean when Hobbs was tossing him around. Sorry, I thought. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pardon that. <laughs> we'll just pretend not, that didn't not happen. Not at all. You know uh, what? You, as the MJF, it's expected that you would make huge gaffes like that. <laughs> yeah. Pretend like it never happened. Mm-hmm. So. All right. There you go. Um, so this match, it couldn't have gotten any better, except there are three points in which it gets better so there's just the fact that it's good there's one point the (laughs) second point is um team taz attacks darby after the match as you know they're going to because they keep doing that kind of shit but then Mm -hmm. arn attacks hobbs and starks and then taz and cage come out and it's getting completely out of control i mean it's just fucking mayhem and then the lights go out which that doesn't happen in AEW. And no. I was like, oh my God, did the Undertaker sign? What the fuck's happening? <laughs> um, and then wow. this weird movie comes on. So we already saw two moments where it got better. Now here's the third. So this weird movie comes on and it's like, what's happening? And Robert, you alluded to it earlier where we're like, is it going to be the Night King? But now <laughs> it's Sting. Sting comes out. It was really yep. visually cinematic. It was really cool. I give the whole thing a thumbs up. Now we can talk about the merits of Sting. <laughs> Indeed. Aside Please. from this. But. Uh, yeah, I, I started to see, because we watched the West Coast feed, I started to see uh, people trickling in saying like, oh my God, AEW. And I immediately uh, scanned away. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, apparently something big happened and I don't want to get into it. I don't, I just want to see it, see what happens. But yeah. based on the people that I saw uh, who had mentioned it, I was like, okay, this is going to be um, an old timer who gets, gets a big pop from like the old fans, but I'm going to be kind of unimpressed because I, they're, they're probably not going to wrestle. If they do wrestle, they're going to be terrible. And, uh, 
you just got to hope that they uh, are good talkers. And in the case of Sting, I think they did a pretty good. Uh, I, I I think it's likely that it's going to go okay because Sting is a good talker and he's got this bat. So hopefully he doesn't actually get into any uh, wrestling matches because the last time uh, he's he's getting up there, and so there's no reason to watch him. Uh, he's sixty-one. Hope they don't make him wrestle. I hmm? looked it up. Yeah. He's 61. Oh. I looked it up. Jesus, I didn't with... even realize it was that. Well, oh, with yeah. his face paint on, he doesn't look old at all. Not that old's no. a bad thing, but like, you <laughs> know, bodies tend to wear. The, the older mm-hmm. uh, drain our, on our hair. resources. We need to get rid of them. It was his hair <laughs> that made me think, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and he should maybe definitely... it was also the fact that Arn was and Taz were in there fighting just moments earlier. <laughs> I was like, wait yeah, a minute. Which is like, yeah, you so. know, yeah, I love Arn Anderson, but clearly he's not uh, in a position to be taking bumps and stuff. And so whenever he does, I'm like, just like, ugh, I don't really yeah, like I'm this. Like, oh, no, and... dad's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get dad uh, out of the ring. <laughs> I think uh, Taz is in a little better deal shape. With COVID. Get him out of there. <laughs> um, uh, Taz uh, is great at doing the th- like the thing he did last week, where he just like choke somebody out. Cool, stop. Don't do any more than that. Um, but uh, Sting is probably in better shape than all three of them. Even still, though, you know, like you don't want to see him in a ten minute match because it's not going to look great. The way they build this, the way they had him come out the snow. There was actual snow or whatever they used. <laughs> it, it, mean, was it was asbestos. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> they do have real snow machines. Like, I was at Disneyland for Christmas once, and, like, they have real snow machines. And someone was like, is this real? And some girl was like, no, it's soap. And I was like, it's <laughs> fucking real. It's water that's mm-hmm. frozen that's, like, getting shot through this thing. Like, they do it at ski resorts. Like, oh, yeah. It's real. It's real snow. It's not hard to make. But, um, so, yeah, it was, like, snow in the ring. I'm sure it wasn't soap. But uh, and it wasn't confetti. <laughs> it was funfetti. <laughs> but it was cool. It was just it, it. And they took their time with it. They really stretched it out. It was really cool. So it makes me hopeful for more fun, weird shit in the future. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. It's a guarantee with AEW. You know. Yeah. Um. That it's going to be fun. There's going to be some weird shit. And it's going to be good. There's, there are plenty of ways that this could go wrong. I have high hopes that that will not happen because AEW has a good track record in that regard. Yeah, I mean, Sting will definitely you- like wrestle a long match when they do their Saudi Arabia show. But other than that, I don't. Other anything. than that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, uh, thumbs on this one, Calder. Uh, it was a thumbs up for me. Okay. Sweet. Next, we have a promo that I'm very actually really excited about. First of all, Abaddon, I'm just so glad she's back. I haven't seen her on Dynamite in a long time. So, like, last couple weeks, this is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't on tonight, but Sheeta was, uh, you know, Abaddon wants the belt. So, Sheeta's like, fine. Uh, she wants to challenge us, fine. I'm not scared. Mm. And then, you know, she hears something and she's like, what was that? Uh, okay, well, I got to go. You know, it was really cute. Um, it showed great personality, which had been missing in a lot of her promos. Um, her speech pattern is faster now. And um, there was just more character to her. And I was like, man, I fucking love this. Let's keep that going. Because it's really disappointing when you know, the champ can't talk. So mm-hmm. um, she has gotten so much more character in her voice that um, I'm just really excited. A, for Sheeta for getting so much better at promos. And then for Abaddon, because I cannot fucking wait to see Abaddon <laughs> again because she's a fucking <laughs> maniac. Oh, my I'm God. Already, I'm already... Like, I, I'm tempering my uh, um, excitement at that because it's built to the point now where, like, 
if she's not having like a five star match right out the gate, I'll be like, what is this bullshit? I waited all this time and I got that. So like, dial it back, man. Dial it back. She's gonna be fine. It's not gonna be amazing. Just fine. Just live it. I sure. I, I you want to talk about a cold pool? No one wants to jump into. Avadon like <laughs> is is scary enough that I'm always like very nervous about an appearance from her like because like i can't i can hardly stand to look at her for more than a minute or so uh my lord when she came like crab walking out or whatever in last week's uh show like i i I was like that's impractical as an entrance like Mm -hmm. uh but uh, but also like it's very very intimidating and very scary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's impractical, and yet it is so horrifying that you will never forget her name. You will never forget <laughs> how many times you've seen her. Like, it's just beyond iconic. She's so like, as impractical as it is, it got her over like the first fucking time she ever appeared on TV. <laughs> you know? It, 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 like, no. It makes it feel. It makes it feel like, and I'm sure I must have said this before, but like uh, the fiend is like the children's mm-hmm. cartoon version of what Abaddon is. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 actually like a striking like elevation in intensity of what it the gimmick absolutely is, is. especially like, because it's not just a mask. And she looks scary in bright lights, not just in red lights. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, like I, I, and I wonder about like like some of what they use for her, and like like whether that's like viable all the time under all conditions or or what. Like her eyes and a lot of that. Yeah, that must really I, hurt her eyeballs. <laughs> it's got to. It's got to suck to try to uh, execute moves like with with whatever that is going on. Yeah, like uh, so, one I is mean... like a permanent fucking like sunglass. One eye's got like a sunglasses like contact on it or something, <laughs> and then the other's just bloody ass red. But it's definitely something to be super excited for, and I. I, tr- you know, sometimes I we I think we're definitely like really critical of them in the women's division, and sometimes I I know I think well maybe they are going as fast as they can, and they really want these pe- the, these particular people to be front and center as much as we do, and they're trying to do right by them, or you know I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but you know I'm I'm eager for for what this becomes, like and however fast that is. Yeah, I hope so. Um, There's actually somebody who we haven't seen in 2020 because after the sting, right, I looked up the AEW roster just for shits and gigs. And there's a woman, Emi Sakura, which I have not seen at all. And I don't think she's wrestled. She did wrestle a few times. She was kind of on loan from Japan. So she oh. uh, showed up for uh, a few, several matches for about a month and then went back. So, Okay, so uh, it's possible what's happened to her is the same thing that happened to Pac? Uh, possibly, but also I, th- I think she is based in Japan and just came out for a little bit just to do some, uh, do some stuff and then go back. Uh, cause she, yeah, she's a Joshi out there. Um, it's, it, it's uh, definitely always hard with AEW to, to know what someone's like long-term status actually is because they have people like wrestle on the big show that are not signed to contracts beyond the, the day. So sometimes it, so they, they do a lot more loan stuff and a lot more like one time only deals. And then they go from there if it's something they want to pursue or, or it's you know like one of those one of the NWA types of deals where they're, they're they were never really AEW. Hmm. The one I was other... wondering. Oh, sorry. Uh, it... oh. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say there's two other Japanese wrestlers that uh, female wrestlers that I haven't seen, but a cu- two of them did wrestle in 2020. So I'm wondering where and when that happened if it wasn't it must not have been dynamite maybe it was on dark 
possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I know the 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 one I've been wondering about where she's where what whatever became of her was Riho. Yeah, Riho, and then there's Yuka Sakaz- uh, Sakazaki. I don't know if I Yuka. recall her. Yeah, she only did like three matches in 2020, but Riho, <laughs> she did um, seven. Yeah, she that sounds about right. Yeah, it sure seemed like they were going a long way with her, and then she she disappeared. And she, I don't think she had particularly caught fire, like in a huge way, so that it was obvious she would stick around. I, but I did think she'd be back at some point. I, I don't, I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes I wonder if it's like, like visa issues. You know, could be. Like, I mean, like definitely things have have been much more difficult as far as like like travel goes so it could be partly about that uh but i don't know um there's also a woman named awesome kong that i oh, don't yeah, remember yeah. ever seeing uh you have seen her have i because she is on glow Oh, she's on what? F- formerly of of Glow, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that's such a bummer. Oh. Like that, that was something awesome else. Kong. That was also something that it seemed like they were going to be doing something with was was Awesome Kong, like when they were doing the Nightmare uh, co- Collective, whatever it was, and also Aja Kong, uh, like and, which was all which was which was at the time more obviously a possible like short time deal that wasn't going to go a long mm. way, but it also seemed like, you know, who knows it also could have, but it mm. the, like, eh, like it would be awesome if something ever happened there again, but I guess you can't expect it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. let's move on to the thing of the night. And then I may or may not bring something else up. But... Ooh. Hold on, did the uh, uh, you you thumb this up right, Calder? Would yeah. You... Uh, which uh, which thing are we talking about? The the Sheeta promo. The Sheeta promo. Oh yeah, yeah I, I thumb I thumb it up if I didn't uh, record that oh. already. Okay, great. Well then, let me be the first to middle a thing. Oh. Whoa. Um. I'm so sharing the up? rest of this thing. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it was uh, um. Yeah, it's it was it's fine. It's it's definitely much improved. It's still not the place where I wanted to be. So like, yeah, it was, it was good. Middle that. Uh, we have a Moxley promo right before the match of the night. Yeah, and we do. God damn it, he's so good. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're destined to be rivals. Two of the be- we're the two best wrestlers in the world. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember. It was. So good, it's so good. <laughs> um, uh, and the thing you do, like we're, we're just gonna at the end of it, we're just gonna go out there and make them go absolutely banana. Yeah, I don't know, like- I don't know what it is. <laughs> just just taking out that one S, it's it's so inconsequential, and yet, like I was like, yes, absolutely, that is the best problem I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, I don't know. Great. Well, maybe it's gonna be one of the a thing like Neil Armstrong, where like the 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 way that it was phrased becomes iconic, and then we later learn that he he really said bananas, but the audio cut out <laughs> for that split second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and 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 you're like, oh, what a rip. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then this goes into the Moxley. Kenny Omega fight to the death. Oh my! And and it was what, so brutal. Yeah. What a what a tragic loss to the wrestling world. Without giving it away <laughs> just yet. Without giving it away just yet. I mean, it was such a brutal match, and I it, really didn't expect it. It was really interesting. I mean, the, like the the thing that oh sorry, uh, I I wanted to say like uh, before we got into that part of it, like like just how well they really did execute the entire the entire thing, and yeah. the, the thing that I was really consumed with was how how successful they were at making 
the main event of a, a regular episode feel so huge uh because they had they had been building it in a very good way and then they every little aesthetic detail was made to seem super super big in the way that they did the entrances and just like another like thing about like what a gift the 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 time limits are not only do they give you another way to let someone off the hook and not take the take a loss necessarily or you know you have that that uh like that option to use but also when they start talking about you know this match is so important you know no matter what it ends we're gonna stay with it and you know you're like i that's probably not what's gonna happen but just you know like speaking that reality of it like that if this goes on until 11 o'clock or whatever you know like uh this is the we're gonna stay on the air we don't we don't care if Angel Has Fallen does get delayed. Sorry, TNT. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but it, it had so much big match feel, and that was that one of my favorite parts of it, apart from just what they did in the ring. Yeah, I mean, it really was a big match, and they sell every little moment of it. Um, just two incredible performers. Just everything uh, I looked painful. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if I brought this up uh, before, but uh, Don Callis is uh, just, was just an absolutely fantastic manager back in the day. Always loved uh, seeing him, and he was a pretty good uh, heel commentator as well. He's really tamped down this uh, episode for, for reasons which become painfully obvious. But um, also the other thing, um, the thing I finally zeroed in on, what it is that is different about Kenny Omega's style versus everybody else uh because i noticed this when i first started seeing io shirai uh back in nxt she'd just come over from japan and i was just watching her moonsaults and going like that's she's doing it wrong what is happening here i don't understand how she's landing um and it's it's sort of not making sense to me and then i realized like oh she's doing it in a way that it looks like it actually hurts and i'm watching and i'm going ooh oh, that looks like you got hurt and you hurt the other person um, because I'm so used to seeing this WWE style, which is very flowing and acrobatic and, like, honestly designed to, you know, uh, um, uh, not injure your wrestlers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the Japanese style is much more given to, like, well, if you can't take this punch, you shouldn't be in wrestling. And a lot mm-hmm. of their stuff is just real stiff and their style looks like it actually hurts. And um, like um, the uh, tope that uh, uh, Kenny does going over the rope, uh, going over the ropes and sort of like landing kind of in a sitting position, sort of landing his back, hitting them, you know, with his knees kind of bent. Like it it looks like a a, a human body just kind of falling. It doesn't really look like the, uh, you know, the sort of like high flying gymnastic kind of, you know, beauty you get with a lot of wrestlers. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm that's that's the japanese influence because he spent so much time there that, like his stuff looks like like you would expect someone to be like ow oh that really genuinely hurt man like mm-hmm. don't you know this is fake stop yeah. that mm-hmm. um yeah so, it, it, yeah it, that's... it's kind of like uh bruce willis and die hard like uh, like what 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 that adds to the the spectacle of the action you're witnessing when you're like oh humans are doing this i forgot <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, uh, and you know Moxley sells things so well too, oh, just yeah. in his own way. That those two things together, God, everything looked terrible in <laughs> in the sense that it's just like, ow, no, God, <laughs> and it kept mm-hmm. going. It was so long, um, mm-hmm. but long for a reason because they really wanted to sell the point that you know. It's going to take a lot for a belt change. Hint, hint. There's a belt change. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, no. Uh, You probably already watched the show, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Doug Johnson, you probably were there. I don't know. I bet, yeah. Tweet at us. Do you got any questions? Do you want to know more about Calder swimming? Show us your sign. Um, I can swim. I can swim. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real defensive, man. I when feel someone like maybe throws you, you in. 
okay, so yeah, there's a belt change, and there's a question now as to whether or not it was legitimate, which it looks legitimate, but I get because you know, I mean, aren't don't wrestlers use chairs and all kinds of things? Um, they didn't use any in this match, right? I didn't see any. Did I miss something? Except for sitting. Chairs? Yeah. Yeah, they sat on them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that's that's almost a crime in pro wrestling, but... <laughs> yeah, he throws in the chairs and uh, and you think he's going right. to whack Kenny and then he sits sits down and then they just... And I thought they were just going to do a weird sequence where he was like, you got to tell me face to face. Did you attack me the other week? Um, but no, they just... They just started punching each other from the seats, and it was fun. Sorry, I uh, in my I somehow threw that out of my head because no one got whacked with it. But yeah, <laughs> so uh, but they, yeah, that's I guess that's the thing. You normally see wrestlers hitting each other with chairs and things, so you think, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, that Kenny Omega hit. Uh, Moxley with a mic. The mic was there because Kenny got hit in the eye and like the eye was fucked. I mean, you see it briefly for a second and maybe it wasn't fucked. Maybe it was somehow makeup or something. I I don't know how they would do it, but like it looked fucked when you see it for a brief second later on in the match. <laughs> but, um, you know, for the moments he was on the floor with his messed up eye, you know, the refs were running over, the doctor or whoever was running over, and then his friend ran over. They were like, oh, this guy's like, you know, he's like an uncle to Omega, blah, blah, blah. And they're, and, you know, Moxley's just pissed off, and the refs are trying to keep him away. But finally, Moxley's like, no. And he shoes everyone away, and he throws Omega in the ring, and then he tries to fight Omega in the ring. Um, and it gets so gruesome. And then um, the guy who's like the uncle to Omega gets a mic and he's like, he's hurt. He's hurt. Stop the <laughs> fight, you know. <laughs> and then he not Moxley like punches him or something. So it knocks the mic out of his hand and it lands near Omega and Mega grabs it and he starts crawling away. And then when Moxley approaches Omega, that's when he took the time, the moment to hit him right between the eyes, as they kept saying, mm-hmm. with the mic, and it busted Moxley's skull open. I mean, not completely open, but it was bloody. Now that's uh, in in pod in the podcasting world. We can tell you that's getting too close to your mic. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> do that. Uh, it may have a cool explains, sound though. Explains a lot. Uh, about my day-to-day experience so yeah good to know good to know for all your other podcasts don't do that um you won't be able to talk for too long if you keep doing it i'll listen though i will listen uh but it so it keeps people listening (laughs) um so yeah uh then at that point moxley was just totally out of it couldn't really was trying to stand couldn't do shit you know, Omega was beating the hell out of him and won. And um, then they ran away. He and his uncle <laughs> ran away, ran, ran <laughs> out of the building. We see a camera guy following them. No. One of way. my favorite things is that they're going on the you know, like straight path to get back uh, to wherever they are. And there's this weird gauntlet of people that they have to pass by. Yeah. Like they're supposed mm-hmm. to be like workers or doing whatever they are normally. Maybe they turn around and see like uh, Kenny and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" But no, they're all lined up mm-hmm. and in a in sort of like a weird, you know, like snaky pattern. So it's not even just like, "Oh, we just happen to be here." It's like they had to get set up at this point, and it looked real funny. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all like, boo, everyone's pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, but it just, is it is it bad? And I guess the, the commentators were like, they had a gentleman's agreement. Mm-hmm. They what? weren't going to use stuff. <laughs> uh, it, like, the, and it's the, like, well, you know, it is wrestling. The and naive, this does happen. The naivete, whatever happened to their gentleman's agreement? 
Yeah. <laughs> where where has like, civility gone in America? <laughs> what happened to the art of wrestling um you know we've got tax all over the ground but what happened um but yeah they ran off into a scv waiting for him and omega didn't even stop to say anything his uncle did though his uncle's like We'll tell you all about it on Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess we'll see what the fuck that even means. Well, uh, as as we hear, uh, he he, you know, like the most heel move of all, like he slipped in a promo for his own promotion impact wrestling uh which airs on tuesdays and it worked because i said i guess uh i guess it'll be good to watch impact this week yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's a real um, interesting crossover it is this and whole it, thing is oh sorry go ahead it, it, it's it, it's it's a thing i was saying in our in our chat was something i like very much about aew is is just how well they they have relationship how they build relationships with other promotions and how they know that you know to be friendly with impact or nwa or with uh like promotions in japan if that ever like comes to fruition like you only gain you know like when you are able to have those positive relationships as opposed to others who you know, like persistently, like uh, pull up the the drawbridges and and lay waste to everything around them as much as they can, and you know that, like, uh, like so that like I I just I just really enjoy that that they can actually have the guy from Impact or like a champion from NWA, yeah. and it's all cool. Like, like yeah, uh, like, that is cool. Like AEW got something out of it. Impact got something out of it. It was great. Because it really only can help, you know. It can't hurt anything. It's the thing that they talk about so much in in acting when you're you're out there and you're auditioning, and like this was one of the early pieces of advice, which was that you're not in competition with the people you see in the room. They're not they're not your enemy or your opponent. Like it's it it's that's all a falsity, and you know, like that's obviously there's some level of actual competition going on here. But it doesn't have to be total war. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, this whole thing gets a thumbs up. It was so fantastic. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It, it's. It. I was. I was. Tr- I was trying to decide for, with myself what I thought would happen, and I knew that I thought this would be a a good decision. Because it felt like Moxley had really done what he's going to do right now. And Kenny has this head of steam and we haven't seen all of what he's going to do in the same situation. Like, so it was a, it was an excellent finish. And, you know, as much as this episode was about like uh, following through on things that last week and previous weeks set up, like we got a lot of stuff just opening up now, which is very exciting. Mm hmm. Yeah, what what is that? That makes this like an insane number, doesn't it? I've done the math. Ooh, this is a ninety eight percent show blowing away any previous record. It only missed being uh, a perfect show by some asshole giving uh, a middle uh, thumb. Um, wow. I don't know who yeah. that is. We should probably wow. know who. figure it out and have a talk with them. Yeah, uh, some kind of heartless also, monster. So I'm just going to throw this in here because I found out on Thanksgiving that one of my best friends knows the butcher, but he didn't know (laughs) he was called the butcher or anything about his wrestling career. He knows him from music. He knows him from the band that he's, he was in. He's like, I, I don't know how my friend didn't know I did a wrestling podcast because I know I've talked about it, but whatever, (laughs) you know, he's busy. I'm busy, whatever. Um, maybe we just talk about other stuff. I, I just don't remember. Anyways, I mentioned something about it and he's like, Oh, really? Oh, I might, one of my friends, uh, that, you know, I used to tour with or whatever. He, uh, my buddy Andy, like, I wonder if he does anything like that. He used to go like, 
between shows, wrestle in some kids' backyards and stuff. <laughs> and like, I wonder if he's involved. And I was like, oh, well, what's his name? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, he said Andy something. And then he shows me a picture of him. And I flipped <laughs> my shit. He's like, he's the fucking butcher. He's the butcher. He's like, is that good? He's like, is that good? I was like, is that fucking good? He's on all the time. He's in this trio. They look sick as fuck. I was like, look at this. This is him and his gear. This is him and his shit. I lost my mind. So anyways, that was a little early Christmas present to myself. Nice. <laughs> we are all living the dream, you guys. You know <laughs> what? He did it. It's happening. It's this is it. Life is happening, y'all. <laughs> this ain't it a dress really... rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> almost perfect show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week and uh see if we can top this, huh? Yes. We'll we're do, we'll do our best, Doug. Doug, we're here for you. Bye. Bye. You think the kid is Doug Jr.? Uh, maybe it's Doug Sr. <laughs>